1: Last week we spent some time talking about Facebook and what can be done to fix it. Well, actually we talked about a lot of the problems they have and this week Jason Perlow and I are going to talk about more of the problems Facebook has because yes, there are that many and hopefully we can come up with some solutions or at least some ideas of what we think can be done. Thanks for joining us, this is Jason Squared. Uh, Perlow, where do we want to begin this week? I, I think last week we left off Right after talking about the impact that Facebook has on ethnic violence, and I think uh, next up on our list was COVID and the misinformation going on there.
0: Yeah, Uh, let's let's talk about you know not just COVID but misinformation. Period. But obviously, COVID is way at the top of mind um, currently. But also, uh, it it, this dives into this also dovetails into things like the election falsehoods about about you know uh, you know voter fraud and all this other stuff brought up by you know certain extremist groups and and the former president um, the I, I want to go I'll go back into um, when I was talking earlier about newsguard uh, you know newsguard um, did a report to the World Health Organization uh, where they effectively you know revealed that there are hundreds of of bad actors with these large, um, large groups or large subscribe pages, right? So as you know, in in in, in Facebook, secondly, you have uh, two ways of of as a as a business or an organization uh, to represent yourself. One is a page, a business page or a fan page, where mm-hmm. someone can follow you, and and so it's kind of like you having a personal profile, but it's like more of a larger scale version of. A personal profile where you could keep you know you can put videos there uh you know you can have memes you can have posts and all that kind of stuff and then hunt tens of thousands of people uh can follow you and and have you know and reply and comment on your posts and things like that um and so there are as far as things like you know vaccine inform quote unquote vaccine information or covid information type pages uh, there are many, many, many of these, some of these with, you know, tens, maybe even hundreds of thousands of followers on them. Right. And these are the ones that are producing huge volumes of of memes and offsite links to, you know, web pages with all sorts of, you know, screwy, you know, uh, misinformation about uh, vaccines. Um, and, and how COVID-19 works. These, none of these are, you know, medically vetted sites. These are all purveying uh, falsehoods, effectively, right? Uh, yeah. so, 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 but what, what, what's happening is, is that, you know, because of the amplification factor that we discussed earlier, you know, when you, when, you, when you click on a page, if you follow a link or if you hit like, the platform knows to recommend more of these things to you. Right, and so 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 the 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 amplification effect is massive. Now, in addition to these quote unquote fan page or business pages that exist, you've also got groups. You've got public groups. You've got private groups that it will let you know about, where you can continue to discuss these things and share information and all that. So this is happening on a massive, massive scale, um, and it's guiding people down towards. Related rabbit holes of stuff. It it, it it the the algorithm learns from the masses. It knows um, how to present information to you that is similar, um, or 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 similarly interesting to that segment of the population it's serving. So um, it, that's why you'll see, along with COVID nineteen, it'll show you election misinformation it'll show you 5 g misinformation. It'll show you a lot of these things because it's yeah. a learning algorithm it knows what the behavior of this persona is that it's looking at, right you know and it knows that you know hey, this is a persona type that you know I don't know half a million people have the very similar uh views on. let's show this person the same junk right So that's what happens uh, and it, and it is just absolutely insidious. Um, how this platform does this. And then it will do this across all the tool sets that you use. It'll do this across, you know, Instagram as well, because the two are in, are, have, are integrated. It'll show you similar, you know, yeah. uh, types of, of pictures and things on Instagram, um, you know, if, if you follow somebody, for example.
1: I, you know. I think this is arguably one of the bigger problems that Facebook has and they need to find a fix for because again and again and again, you scroll through your feed and you'll see people sharing, uh misinformation regardless of what it's for I laughed when you said 5G because I totally forgot about the 5G yep, right. conspiracy theories <laughs> and I just there are so many of them it's hard to keep up I guess but so what Facebook has tried to do is try to label misinformation. So if someone shares something that is demonstrably false about, yeah. say, the COVID vaccine, there's a little label at the bottom of the picture or the post or whatever it is, that video that they shared that says, this may contain false information. Click here to learn more. Like these people who are sharing this stuff aren't clicking that. They're not touching that or tapping that to go read what the truth is, because again, like I mentioned last episode, there's confirmation bias. That's a huge part of this. Plus, they view that as censorship. So it's go ahead. It's a badge of honor to them. I've seen people say that. My, my stuff keeps getting labeled. I must be close to the truth. You know, stuff like that. They they think they're being censored by Facebook uh, and outlarge our government because our government's not doing anything about it. And it, around and around it goes. But yeah, I mean, like I said, this is one of the biggest Issues I think Facebook faces is figuring out whether or not they allow misinformation to run rampant on their communities, and if they don't, what they do about it. And you know, you have these anti vax, anti covid vaccine groups that private pages, private groups, you know, mass 20, 40,000 followers or uh, subscribers. And once Facebook started to take a tough stance on it, and shut some of these groups down they changed their names to dance parties or dinner parties to get around the algorithms that would flag these groups but within the group itself they're still spreading the same information with each other the same you know covid treatments uh, all of that stuff so yeah it, it just it's amazing that people still insist on creating new groups once once they get a group taken down in this whole censorship problem that it's they whack-a-mole. feel like they're facing. Yeah, it's whack a mole. It, it's a huge problem for Facebook to try to figure out.
0: Yeah, and, and again, even though they will tag or flag a a meme or a post as as misrepresentation or are not are not are not true, right? Although although show sometimes, um, you know, like. Here's some information about Covid nineteen that we that we think is is valid. You know, uh, you know, don't trust you know Covid nineteen vaccines are safe, and here's the information about why they're safe, right? They won't necessarily right. say that the post in question is misrepresented. Um, but they only do that to some of them. And look well, I mean, I mean they, they might be able to have fingerprints of certain graphics and they know that certain links lead to certain things. you know uh, they're able to keep that in a database. But the vast majority of these things are not being tagged or flagged uh, just because at the speed at which they get produced. Um, There are huge, and I mean huge meme fact, there are are basically groups and and organizations that are massive meme factories, which all they do is pump out dozens of these graphics a day you know, whatever they're making fun of political figures, and they're putting you know some snappy you know uh, you know uh, 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 statement on it, um, or they're or they're grabbing you know they'll, they'll grab some photo off the internet of, of a of of, a, of an animal or something or or a cartoon, and then they'll add, they'll add a slogan to it, and suddenly whack that's a meme. There are there are, there are organizations that, that I, I mean I don't know I mean there's one. Or two of them that do like i don't know like a hundred of them a day and 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 the, the sheer volume of this stuff that gets placed on the platform is so massive that that they cannot catch up so they may be getting the top 10 percent that are getting shared you know the, the uh at, at at volume um but that's not catching you know the 90 odd something percent of it um uh, that you know that that other that is also harmful and is being seen so really you know there it's 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 a it's 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 it, it, it as as i like to say it's it's a you know it's it's a it's a it's a you know it's a you know what in the ocean that they're that <laughs> that, that that they're that they're capturing on a daily basis that they can actually effectively take action on yeah versus the volume of the stuff that well, is um that is being produced who's actually I
1: mean, tapping on that to go read the the truth no one no one that's sharing that stuff. And right. it's just it's just not happening. They're doing that to try to save face and look like they're show you know show they're doing something, but they're not. I I mean they are, but no one's actually. I I doubt it's effective, is is what I'm trying to say. So when I think the first real eye opening thing about how much the eye opening incident about how much data Facebook has on all of us was the last or the. 2016 election, Cambridge Analytica yep. was harvesting data. All of that information came out. The information leaked. Yep. Uh, they were using it through third-party apps and, and log in with Facebook or approve this app to access your Facebook account to target voters. Um, since then, you know, Facebook got in a lot of trouble for this. They're supposed to have some oversight going on. Uh, and they've changed how they work with third-party developers with their apps and the integration and what information they have access to and don't have access to. We haven't really seen anything quite like that happen since. Well, is it, do you think it's still happening Perlo? I'll tell you my answer first and then I'll let you go. I bet you money. It's still happening. Yeah. These, all of this data, look how big Facebook is money wise, huge billions and billions and billions of dollars. All of this data is worth a lot of money, and that's enough incentive for developers or companies like Cambridge Analytica or whatever its name is now, because I I think I remember it changed its name during the middle of all this, uh, to go out and figure out ways to still harvest this data. So it's either happened during the last election, it's happening right now, or it's going to happen for the next election. It has to. Like There's too much at stake here dollar-wise. Forget the outcome of the election, dollar-wise, there's too much at stake for for someone not to figure out a way to do it. That's that's where I'm at. That's just my personal opinion, but I don't think Facebook has done enough. I, I doubt they have to prevent it from happening again.
0: Yeah. So the reason why you know Cambridge Analytica had access to all that information was Facebook's uh, API specific. I believe it specifically was the Graph API. Yeah. And at the time, and so which you know which. Facebook still uses its graph API, right? So, so uh, the graph is essentially, if you think, if you look at a user profile, right, the the data that the metadata that is actually stored per user includes, you know, all your likes, right? Not not just your your PII, which includes, you know, Jason Pearl lives in Florida. This is his address. Um, this is his age. This is his birth. You know, this is um, who he's friends with. This is, uh, you know, what organ- what he identifies with as far as his favorite, you know, sports team, so all these these things that are touch points, data points, right? Including, you know, every single thing that you've liked, every single thing that you've 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 um, you've commented on, all this stuff comes out of the graph API, and you know, so it comes it's populated into the graph API, right? Now, developers. Uh, that use the Facebook platform, such as ones that were at the time, you know, the heavy games, you know, things like, you know, I was that game everybody liked to play was Farmville. And there's a couple other, this, this, those quiz games that you see yeah. pop up occasionally. But those all cool. use, those all use aspects of the Graph API in order to do what they do. Um, Cambridge somehow got full access to. I would I would say a, a, a very large portion of of the graph API on a per user basis, and they were able to use that information to target specific political ads to certain groups of people based on on certain data points. Right. That's that's basically what got them in trouble because they were working on behalf. I, be, I believe Cambridge was working on behalf of of, of the Trump campaign or or, or groups. That were they, that were they shared money. the information. Yeah, yeah. The information ended
1: up with the Trump campaign. I don't know if there was a direct, right, you know, link, but somehow that information ended up in the hands of the Trump campaign, which they then used to target potential. Right. Threats. They,
0: I mean, they were effectively a, a, a consulting firm, a data consulting firm. You know, that that effectively offered you know these data sets for hire. Effectively, that that so um, yeah. So the question is, is it still happening? Um, you know, Facebook claims it has made tighter controls on the developers, right? Um, I don't know to what extent that, you know, this data can still be extracted from transactions and things like that. But I, I suspect at a certain level it is still happening in some way, that that somehow yeah. data is being harvested from Facebook, either through, it could be done through scraping, who knows what other ways it could be done, you know, um, and, and whether Facebook can detect even all of it. or or even a portion of it occurring. I don't know. I suspect that it is happening at some level.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about how the algorithms and sociological uh, and human manipulation can happen based on Facebook and what they show you in your feed. And this is stuff that's, they're experimenting, right, on us every single day by showing us or not showing us certain aspects or certain topics in our feed. And, and these are grand scale experiments, if you will, because yeah. of the reach that Facebook has. Um, I don't know how you feel about this Perlo. I like, I think like this happens every day, whether it's an ad we see on our TV playing at home um, or it's walking into Walmart and seeing what's on the end cap of an aisle and how it's organized. Those are all, psychological and sociological mm. experiments because it's trying to get in the shopper's head and it realize an incentive and give them an incentive to, you know, buy something. And so this stuff has happened for years. This is nothing new what Facebook is doing. I think where the problem comes into play here for Facebook and what makes it so scary is the amount of people that Facebook contests against yeah. at any one given time? There's only Massive. so many people that go to Walmart or Target or even a gas station every day. It's still a lot of people, but compared to the number of people that use Facebook on a daily basis, Facebook blows all of it away. And I think that's where this becomes kind of a debatable thing that Facebook has been doing.
0: Yeah, let me just give you a, a, a very simple example of you know a. a uh, a psychological experiment which occurs daily at every single company that you get uh, emails and newsletters from, you know, uh, you know retailers and things like that. Um, yeah. It's called an A B. It's called an A B test. Yep. So let's say that I sent out a, ma- a daily mailer, right? To and I have a hundred thousand people as subscribers to my monthly newsletter or, or, or weekly newsletter, right? And say I'm a, I'm a brand, right? And I, I'm selling. Let's say let's say I'm selling. I don't know widgets, right? And, uh, you know, you, I know that you, you've bought a widget for me before, so I'm going to continue to sell you, uh, unless you, you unsubscribe from me, I'm going to continue to send you emails about my widgets, right? This is widget sale of the week. Um, did you know about this widget? You know, it's 60% off. Um, go buy this widget. And then I'll have a couple other, you know, ads, similar ads in that, in that mailing. Um, but I may decide to 20% of my subscribing population that, oh, if someone bought this color of widget, I wanna let them know specifically about this color widget, right? And I will replace that advertisement in that mailer with uh, promoting that color widget, right? And tell them that that widget's 60% off. The blue widget's 60% off, but if you also looked at the purple widget, right? Um, that is what we call A-B testing, right? Yep. Where we and set- that happens all the sep- time. It, it, I know organizations that do this. all. And by the way, that's perfectly legal. It's perfectly normal. It's just the way marketing works, right? What we call parts of integrated digital marketing campaigns. An integrated digital marketing campaign, you know, it does emails, it does social media, it does Twitters, you know, podcasts, everything where, where eyeballs or attention comes into play, right? So Facebook does this in a much more sophisticated way. They will, you know, surface things in feeds, depending on certain demographics and circumstances. Um, it might select a certain portion of the population to see certain things, whereas some do not. Uh, it might order things differently for some segments of the population, whereas some do not. Um, and, and it'll do this all the time. They'll do this all the time just to see how people respond. They They might even make a certain emotional impact or a certain colorization or highlight to something, you know, 'Cause they, they get full control over this interface. It's not like Gmail where you have to where, you know, if I'm a marketer and I want to send out a, a, a newsletter to a hundred thousand people, I have to conform with Google Gmail's rules on how I can format stuff and what and what and what HTML and things I can use, you know, for, for tracking pixels and things like that. Facebook controls everything. You're right. They so they can do anything without you knowing it. And not break, and they make the rules. Therefore, they control the platform. They control the experience. So, at any time, you have no idea what they're trying to show you, or or how they're trying to show you something,
1: or how you're being manipulated into buying that new set of kitchen knives that randomly just started showing up in your feed, which happens to me all the time. Yeah, I'm just that's just one example. Random stuff that I haven't even thought of buying, that I would take an interest in if an ad showed, was shown to me shows up in my feed. And, and this happens on Instagram more than Facebook because I'm more active on there. It, it's crazy the stuff that they're able to figure out that I would like and show to me. And then, you know, in some stuff, I sc- scroll right by and they don't show it anymore. That's you know, it, knows, that's a part it of knows.
0: It knows that you're into pizza. It knows that you're into cooking. It knows that you follow threads where people have discussed cutting things with knives, like pizzas right. and, and 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 whatever it is that you're doing. It knows context by things that that you've done to show you specific types of products and things. It, it yeah. just knows that it, it. That's how it knows. I mean, Amazon does the same thing, but but sure. within its own platform, it Not knows on this that you scale, look. Though. No, but it knows that you've probably looked at cooking knives on Amazon, and it knows that, that, that oh, he's looked at this cooking knife, but maybe we should show him this one that's been on sale. Oh, and by yeah. the way, this product goes with this – this cutting board goes with this kitchen knife. Maybe he'll like that. That's the kind of stuff Amazon does. But, but, but Facebook takes it at a completely different level.
1: So completely just to, to kind of show yeah, the yeah, scale yeah. here, I just looked up active users as of the last – Q2 2021 for Facebook – over 3.51 billion people actively use Facebook, wow. Instagram, WhatsApp, or mes- Messenger each month. So 3.51 billion use one of Facebook's apps each month. There are 2.9 billion, that's with the B, monthly active users of just Facebook itself. 1.91 billion log into Facebook every day. That doesn't include Instagram, WhatsApp, or anything else. That's just Facebook proper, 1.91 billion. And that's what I mean. At this scale, it, it almost feels criminal for them to do psych- psychological experiments, in, in, especially if you take into consideration all the stuff we've talked about in the last episode and this episode, and the impact that they can have with the, with the coup in Myanmar or the... The or the coup attempt in Myanmar, in yeah. you know the election and and the riot on January sixth, and all this other stuff, and they they have this many people that they could tweak and twist and prod and and give them that dopamine hit by showing them something they like after they get really upset, and then draw them back into getting really upset so they stay a little bit longer. At, at this scale, it, I don't know what the answer is, but it shouldn't happen or it shouldn't be as no. easy as it is for Facebook, and it this kind of goes into our next topic which has yes. to deal with Even some more of,
0: disturbing in, in, in many yeah, ways yeah,
1: yeah it has to deal with some of the whistleblowers documents that came out during the 60 minutes episode as well as during the congressional testimony and it is the research into the fact that facebook knows it's a dying brand with young kids mm-hmm. kids teenagers want nothing to do with facebook they'd rather be on tiktok maybe instagram Uh, Snapchat, all these other competing apps. And Facebook can't create or buy an app fast enough in order to keep them around. And so Facebook's research knows they, in plain black and white writing, they know that their app and their network is harmful to young adults, particularly young girls and women, and that it creates psychological issues such as eating disorders, self-harm, suicidal thoughts uh, body issues. They know this. And yet they choose to hide the research. And instead of saying, Whoa, let's take a step back. They were in the middle when all this stuff leaked, they were in the middle of building and getting ready to launch Instagram for kids. They know it. They, they Mm -hmm. know how harmful it is. And yet they were building an app to serve the people that they know they're hurting. And this, I have a teenage daughter who is on Instagram, we limit how much time she can spend on Instagram. But this, the fact that they know how harmful it is, it makes my blood freaking boil. Like I can't even describe to you the amount of anger I felt when I, I read about this. And, and it's yeah. just oh man, I don't know, Perlo. It god, it frustrates me.
0: It it's it's awful because, you know, Because of the difficulty of them, of capturing new teenage and young adult eyeballs, you know, they are actively studying, targeting, cultivating underage accounts, many under the age of 13, which, by the way, are not supposed to be allowed on the platform, but they know that they exist. Um, Some as young as eight years old, right? So um, they they know that that at some point, you know, they're going to develop probably some type of... uh, a, a, a sub platform, uh, Facebook for kids or Instagram for kids, you know, to target specifically and contain those users. Um, I, I, you know, I don't have a child, I don't have kids, um, but I do come in contact with quite a few that I know, you know, from, from my friends that have children, um, constantly dealing with bullies on uh, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger. Instagram's uh, internal messaging system, which is now the same thing as Facebook Messenger, they've, they've merged the platforms. Yeah. Um, and you know, you I I I use Instagram a bit, mostly to post food photos. You know, because I'm 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 a you know I'm a food blogger, and I get to watch other food bloggers and stuff that they post. You know, I get to see their 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 meals and things. So there's a certain competition at play, even with adults. You know, taking pictures of things as innocuous as pizzas or hot dogs or burgers, whatever it is. And, oh, this person's burgers doing better than mine, or something. So you get into this sort of competition <laughs> kind of space, yeah. you know. And, and I think that's harmless. But even so, you can you can sense what that must be like for teenagers competing on. Oh, this is my pretty dress that I'm wearing. These are not. These are my pretty shoes. This is my great life. These are all the friends that I'm hanging out with, and that aspect of of you know oh this is how how thin and pretty i look and beautiful and these are my nice nails and my haircut and all these other these other things you know that's got to be making kids sick watching this non-stop and it's an artificial it's an artificial reality it's not real it's, it's like everybody's living their best lives all the time on instagram because that's all you see
1: yeah it's carefully you know? curated pictures to yeah, make right. everything look perfect but what they don't what anyone who's on Instagram or any social network, this isn't just specific to that doesn't realize is that behind the camera, there's a lot more going on. That's not perfect, but because that's all you see and it's reinforced every time you scroll through your feed, it's easy to take it for what it is and not uh, look at the bigger picture of what's really going on. And young kids have no clue. They have no clue, man. And the fact that Facebook actively knows this. And in fact, in, in the research, it talked about how the company was recruiting o- older siblings to teach younger siblings yeah. how to create a fake Instagram account. And I can't remember the good. senator that asked about yeah. this, the, the Finsta, uh, which stands for fake Instagram account. Um, so older sibling was trying to teach younger sibling how to create a fake Instagram account that they could hide from their parents. Because in the Instagram app, you can have as many accounts as you want. And even with the parent restrictions that I have on my daughter's device, if she was to start another account, I would have no clue because it's just going to tell me she's in the Instagram app. That's it. And so these, they were trying to teach kids how to get around the restrictions that their parents put on them. It it just, it's straight up evil, man. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it because they have the proof of how damaging this can be. And, Ah, I, well, and I they and they
0: and they have created an ecosystem of developers for things like filters and things like that. I mean, I mean, how many yeah. times have you? I mean, we were joking with one of our colleagues earlier, uh, but how many times have you seen one of these filters where you know you take a, a selfie pic and you know you know everybody has imp- imperfections on their face and things like that. You know, I'm a troll. I'm I'm a, I'm not an attractive looking guy, <laughs> but you know, I. I I mean, how many times to do do we are we tempted to like, hey, look, if I smoothed out the stubble on my hair and made myself look perfect, I'd get rid of any blemishes on my face. And you get these weird looking pictures you end up with, like people looking like plastic dolls, you know, due to, due to the weird yeah. things. But you have this entire, I, I don't know how many of these crazy filter apps exist on the, on all the different, on, on both Play and, 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 and App Store. But, you know, um, you know, there are all these things that are designed specifically to optimize photos for Instagram. Yep. Right. Um, that, that these kids love. Right. And, you know, so there's these weird distorted pictures we see like all the time. Like, you know, I mean, even like we saw this, this harmless thing that did cartoon faces. Right. It turns you into a Disney character. That was huge for like a week. Right. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we're, hours. We're, Yeah. It was fun to play with until we realized that they were probably harvesting our data. Going they were, to some, you know, they, enemy they country.
1: Were, yeah, uh, I think it was so, yeah. based on Russia.
0: So, but yeah, uh, but yeah, all these, it, it, all these are tangents. But this is all based off of the same, the the the, the same pond, essentially. You know, this it's yeah, coming out exactly. of the same pond, scum. You know.
1: So I guess why don't we try to wrap this up by yeah. two questions: how 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 does anyone, whether it's Congress here in the U S or governments Mm. around the world or users, how do they, what do they punish the company or how do you, what do you do without actually destroying the company? I mean, the the outage on Monday this week showed us how much the entire internet relies on Facebook and integrating with their APIs. When Facebook went down for those six plus hours, there was a ton of stuff that went down along with it because it's integrated with Facebook and they're doing API calls to Facebook before you can even log into a website and websites weren't built properly for Facebook to fail because Facebook doesn't fail ever. And then emails weren't working and businesses didn't have. So I think it's too big to destroy, right? Without ruining and crumbling our internet as we know it, there would have to be a much bigger change happen than, you know, just Facebook going away. But what do you think? Well, you know, one
0: as we talk about, there's a couple, of, you know, uh, different kind of different senators came up to talk with Hagen about different subjects, and uh, you know, one was, uh, you know, uh, Senator Klobuchar, who has draft legislation, not necessarily about this specific issue, but about monopolistic power of big tech, and we're talking about, you know, the Apples and Amazons and you know, the Googles of the world, but also Facebook. Um, that there needs to be control what is is you know that their 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 some of their protection should probably needs to be removed under section two thirty or two section two thirty needs to be expanded um to uh so that there are consequences when 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 certain you know when people are harmed um, that,
1: that's the that's the thing that holds companies responsible or actually right now it, it doesn't yeah. hold them responsible for stuff that's posted on their platform right
0: Right, that's correct. Yes. Okay. So they want to see Section two hundred and thirty uh, amended uh, that will hold them responsible. But I think what they want to see is government oversight. So effectively, you would have you know government regulators installed at these companies to make sure that they were conforming and behaving, and that these these things weren't going on. So they would effectively be constantly monitored um, for their 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 external business policies and things like that. So it would it would yeah. keep them on a much tighter leash. Um, but, you know, the, 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 there's, there's lots of different registrations. One has been Claude Bouchard um, and which more, more covers monopol, monopolies of, of, of business areas. So for example, when we're looking at things like Apple uh, and and app stores and things like that, those types of things will, will, will have to be taken under consideration whether or not, you know, we can have third-party app stores on, on, on platforms, on, on, I, you know, iOS or, 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 you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but that, but it dovetails into the monopolization of platforms like, like Facebook and, 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 and it, and it's, and it's control over the industry and, and regulation, constant regulation. Um, the problem is how much do we regulate it without destroying its utility? I don't know. I I don't, I don't have a good answer. Yeah. I don't think you, as Haugen said, it would not help to split them apart because if you split if you split it apart, then you just have bifurcated, uh, you know, you have mini Facebooks all with their with 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 the same problems in 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 miniature, right? Yeah. So it it, it just spreads it just spreads the load as opposed to uh, to actually consolidating the problem and then trying to fix yep. it. In, in one so
1: right, yeah, and that segues into the last question, and we'll wrap this very long yeah. conversation up. Is can Facebook be fixed?
0: I don't know. I I am going to lean towards no. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm going to lean towards. I think we need to just figure out what a good social network is, if such a thing exists, um, and and make it you know a public good, not necessarily a for-profit company. You know, uh, and and, and, but then I think, you know, we have to be very careful about, you know, is is this something that's the model of like the post office, like the U.S. Postal (laughs) Service, where it is a where it's chartered, you know, uh, and not necessarily controlled by the U.S. government, but has a specific tax status, you know, and and has employees and things like that. Or um, do we do do we do we go back to the drawing board and the apples of the world and the Googles of the world and the Microsofts try to figure this out again? You know, um,
1: so I don't I don't think it can be fixed, not in its current form at all, not without heavy regulation, at least. And even then, I'm not sure what that looks like. You know, they they, as in Facebook, repeatedly get slaps on the wrist when they mess up. Say we didn't know we didn't realize whatever Um, the government or whatever body may uh, administer oversight, some sort of small fine, which. To Facebook has been nothing, you know, a rounding error at this point. And, but there hasn't been anything substantive to deter them. And no, I think have-
0: honest, honestly, for Facebook to change, I I think Zuckerberg would need to step down. He need, I mean, whatever he'd keep his stock, but I don't think he should be involved in the in the, the full time management, data team management of the company. And I think most of the executive senior staff probably needs to be to be terminated and a new team brought brought in with with, with yeah, better. I just values. wonder how now- big
1: of a, I wonder how big of a culture is in line with with. The leadership to allow all of this stuff we've discussed to happen on it, right? People are still sitting yeah. there building these tools. They may not agree with it, but they're still sitting there building these tools. Yes. So is this a culture that they're okay with the tools being used for what we've discussed? Are they okay with the results of the research for young kids and purposely knowing that it's building an app for kids knowing that it's having such a huge impact on them are they okay with that like there needs to be a cultural shift not only inside facebook but also with users but here's the problem i can delete my facebook account today and i've seen plenty of people do this over the last few years especially after cambridge analytica and stuff and you know take a stand against facebook delete your account but so many people's view of the internet is intertwined with facebook that they're one in the same and deleting your facebook account is like disabling the internet on your phone or your computer at home and i'll give you the perfect 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 example of this and it is on monday the day of the outage i had to call at&t to troubleshoot a a line on my account Mm -hmm. and during that call the very first greeting i got was if you are calling because Facebook is not loading on your phone, please know that Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger are down right now, and that is not our fault. AT&T had to record something to yes. put at their call center because so many people were calling and saying their phone's internet was not working. That's the problem. Yeah. Facebook is too intertwined with, our daily, with a lot of people's daily lives and view of the internet. And so deleting my account today is not... Facebook don't care. Well, almost 4 billion people use it until there's a huge shift in thinking on the amount of data and the amount of influence that a company like Facebook has. Nothing's going to change no matter the regulation, nothing else. And that's so, no, it, it's not going to be fixed at least anytime soon. It, it's going to take a lot more. Hopefully the whistleblower is the start of the end of that. Yeah. Or you know, the start of that mind sh- mindset change. But it's going to be years before something truly big happens to it.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, I I think Francis Hogan is is extremely brave. Um, Absolutely, you know, and uh, I hope there's a lot more Francis Hogans at Facebook. One hundred percent, and not and not just at Facebook, but also you know, look at Twitter, at at in 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 other companies in this space that are that are that are doing similar things. I think we need to have more disclosures occur across the entire you know social media and and, and technology industry um that uh, you know we are, be- are the other things that are being done to manipulate their user bases and whether they know that their users are coming to harm we need to know we need to know these things absolutely yeah. um you know so
1: yeah well thanks for listening to us and you know giving us you know, over an hour of your time over the last two episodes we truly appreciate it if you have any thoughts or feelings about Facebook and what can be done, what can't be done, and the impact it's had on you personally, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or even reach out to us on ZDNet. Our information is on there, um, and we'd be glad to hear from you, as long as it's nice, of course. Right, Perlo? Only nice.
0: Only say nice <laughs> things about us. <laughs>
1: no, I've, I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. We'd love to hear from everyone. I'm Jason Cipriani.
0: And I'm Jason Perlo.
1: Thanks for listening to Jason Squared. Make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.